When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, it's hour two of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got the big Zamboni with us as well. Honk, honk. And a little music news. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. All right. Bruce Springsteen is postponing the rest of his shows this month. And it's all because he's dealing with a medical issue. He's, um, he's got peptic ulcer disease. I don't know exactly what that's about, but he says his medical advisors are urging him just to take it easy, postpone some shows. Um, they were supposed to perform, Today in Syracuse, but that show is on hold and the same four gigs this month in Maryland, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Ohio, New York and D.C. And he basically said over here on E Street, we are heartbroken to have to postpone these shows. First, apologies to our fabulous Philly fans who missed a few who we missed a few weeks ago. We're going to get back um up to these shows, you know, they're going to back to these places and then some thank you for your understanding and support. We've been having a blast and we're looking forward to more great times. We'll be back soon. Love and God bless all. Bruce. A peptic ulcer is a lesion, as I remember it, if I'm remembering this correctly. You had this? Is, I, I've just studied it. I've studied a lot of stuff. I think it's like a lesion in the lining or the mucosa of the digestive tract and it would, <laughs> Good. It's it's typically I think in the the stomach or the duodenum caused by like <laughs> digestive action of pepsin and stomach acid I think okay thanks Steve wow who knew you knew that right off the top of your head it's crazy it's fun to do live radio and by the way lots of people are telling us not to fall for scams like Zupu yeah Holly said that she would go splitsies with us so we could chop that thirty five bucks up three ways. But now what? People are telling us that we're just idiots if yeah. we fall for this? They're like, don't give free publicity to scams like this. Go buy a bottle of magnesium citrate, which somebody else said yeah. is what they give you before a colonoscopy, to which I said, does this mean we're spending a day on the toilet? I, I don't, don't want have that. that kind of time. I don't want that. Although, yeah, I don't want that. I want... Don't. Uh, I know what you want. <laughs> I know what you want. Sweet, sweet relief. Correct. I've been taking gas pills and 
a pre and probiotic mixture. Hmm. Do I say that to get your attention and th- sympathy? Yes. <laughs> but it's helping, I think. You're making me think of um, um, Phil Hartman. I'm just a caveman. All right. Here, I knew this was going to be the unfrozen caveman lawyer. That's the only Phil Hartman thing you ever referenced. Because it's so funny. <laughs> what a funny sketch that they were like, I think I have an idea. I have a feeling we have it. Unfrozen oh, caveman lawyer. I never even saw this sketch. It didn't ring a bell oh, until you mentioned it on the show. You, you keep taking on that kind of iter- that. So what does he do in his delivery? He's always just like essentially. But what do I know? I'm just a caveman, right? You know, I'm not looking for your sympathy. Yeah, this is ironic because guess what? One of the uh, ads are leading into it. Hold on, Zupu. Brought to you by. Gas Plus actually gives you gas for those times when you feel like being the Joker. And by National Escort Service, if we don't get a prostitute to your door... Let's go fast forward a little bit further here. Okay, Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm just a caveman. I fell in some ice and later got thawed out by some of your scientists. Your world frightens and confuses me. Sometimes the honking Mm. horns of your traffic make me want to get out of my BMW (laughs) and run off into the hills or whatever. Sometimes when I get a message on my fax machine, I wonder, did little demons get inside and type it? I don't know. (laughs) My primitive mind can't grasp these concepts. But there is one thing I do know. When a man, like my client, slips and falls on a sidewalk in front of a public library, then he is entitled to no less than $2 million in compensatory damages. <laughs> so you get the idea. <laughs> your, about, your tone kind okay, of was that's like was. his. And it just brings me right back. How about the ad at the beginning? <laughs> Brought to you by... Gas Plus actually gives you gas for those times when you feel like being the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) For those times you feel like being the Joker, that's funny. That's very funny. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, wow. Um, There's a new Rolling Stones song out. They mentioned yesterday that for the first time in some two decades, they're going to be putting out an entire album. They're all... Older than you, I'll just—I mean, 80, 79, 76, something like that. And sound really good. Gaga's on one of the songs. Uh, the song that they released yesterday is called "Angry," and let's give it a listen. Dig it. I dig it too. It's fun. The, the hook is really good. Anyway, that is called "Angry," and he said the whole album is uh, like about anger and disgust. All right. Loads of reasons to listen. <laughs> Donna, Donna pre-ordered it. <laughs> Just on that pitch alone. Oh, I need some of that. And the music video uh, features Sydney Sweeney. That's right. And right. Sydney Sweeney is from? Both uh, White Lotus Season 1 and Euphoria. Yeah. Oh, and lots of other stuff. And not from Stranger Things. Glad I did not jump in there. And it really features her. A lot. I mean, the whole thing is like her riding in a car, right? And it features a lot of her. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. 
Me, Ma, and Pappy are going to take a break now. Don't get angry with oh. me. You could do Mick Jagger for Halloween this year. Thank you. As is. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a joke. Relax, everybody. We're having fun. Oh, it's fine. Um, let's see. We will take a breather. When we come back, uh, uh, why don't we get the quick story about this fake collaboration between two big artists. Apparently, it's eligible for a Grammy. Thanks a lot, Grammys. What's going on? You're ruining on? everything for everybody. Um, and we'll also get into a little food news. There is a new caffeinated sort of food geared specifically toward gamers. But it made me ask a follow-up question. I wonder why they don't do more of this. We'll talk about these things. When we return, it's done. It's Steve. It's my talk. Hey, what's up, friends? Stevie Boy. For my pals at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, where right now on stage is waiting for you a night of relaxation and entertainment. Heck, dinner, too. Jersey Boys is on the main stage right now at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. You just got the kids back to school. You're getting into your fall flow. How about like a, a little night out just to celebrate all the things you were able to accomplish and get done and keep afloat this summer? ChanhassenDT.com. That's where you get your tickets. This is the Broadway sensation. Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Oh, you know, it's funny. We actually heard from somebody who said that they saw Jersey Boys on Broadway in New York and saw it at Chan, and they said the Chan show was better. So how about that? I mean, take that for what you will. Uh, tickets, ChanhassenDT.com. That's where they also have Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret, which is each and every Friday and Saturday night. Improv comedy. Tickets only 28 bucks. Upcoming uh, tribute concerts as well. Tributes to Led Zeppelin, U2, a tribute to Joe Cocker. Tickets can be found at ChanhassenDT.com. Welcome back, you guys. It's Donna and Steve. Thursday edition of the program. I said program. You're allowed to say program. Thank you. Good day. You can say it and I cannot like it. That's Don't what makes... get angry with me. If you think that's <laughs> annoying just now, I might invite you to hang out with Donna during a commercial break after she hears a new Rolling Stone song. Because sometimes she's doing it she doesn't even know she's doing it. Oh, man. It's a good time. People are having fun. That's what we do, man. They're enjoying themselves, Donna. How? Get a load of this, okay? Drake... And The weekend, first of all, are not fans of the Grammys or their nominating process. They've even boycotted this year's ceremony to show their displeasure. Displeased. But they might be represented at the 2024 show, sort of, kind of, not exactly. So there's an anonymous artist by the name of Ghostwriter. Familiar? No. Okay. Me either. Fun. Ghostwriter released a song earlier this year, and it's called Heart on My Sleeve. And through the wonders of AI, it actually sounds like a collaboration between Drake and The Weeknd, which it's really not. So Ghostwriter's reps submitted it for Grammy consideration, and it's been accepted. Oh, what the... <laughs> the Recording funny. Academy says... That even though it uses AI, it is, quote, absolutely eligible because it was written by a human. How about that? Hmm. That's a little blurry part of the world, isn't it? Yes. Can you use AI to assist? Is that okay? Even with the the writer strike, will they, you know, they're trying to figure out how to appropriately put parameters around artificial intelligence while simultaneously, excuse me, I'm going to say British. Okay. While simultaneously not inviting it in wholesale, but also not denying its existence and realizing 
can the two cooperate, collaborate somehow? But that requires all sorts of parameters and protections for people versus technology. Mm-hmm. It scares me. Yeah. Your world frightens me. <laughs> I'm just a caveman. Don is doing a call back to <laughs> Phil Hartman. His, was that a one-time yeah. sketch? I, yeah, I believe so. Oh, I, I believe. I believe so. I could be wrong because I could see where that would be a recurring kind of bit. Then it's the bit that he's very confused <laughs> about things until it comes to the compensatory damages that he's looking for for his client. He's very well read legally. I get out of my BMW and I run into the hills or whatever. It was a recurring character. Was it? Oh, really? was From okay. 91 until 96, it appeared multiple times. Okay. I love it. I wish he would have been more caveman-like. You mean in his speaking, like, unga bunga? Yeah, a little more of that. Yeah. That would have been fun. Like have a club? Yes. Pulling a woman by her hair? Well, Donna, oh, I mean, it's twenty twenty three. What are you doing? But you want to go to twenty three, Donna? <laughs> you're trying to cancel me. <laughs> Apparently, Ooh. there were about fourteen of those fake sponsors too. Oh, really? Do we have any more? That oh we gosh, to? there were a lot about poop. Lawn destroyer when you don't even care anymore. <laughs> Cubic yard of earthworms. What oh you God. do with it is your business. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, there's just a bunch of them listed here, but give us one more. Uh, chili be gone. Sue's eyes inflamed by chili spray. <laughs> be That's gone. That's funny. Oh. That's fun. It, uh, is this a smart thing? I think it. Kind of is. You got another one, Mike? (laughs) Oh, this is sad, but actually really funny. Dog assassin. Oh, my. When you can't bear the the task of putting him down, maybe it's time to call in the dog assassin. Oh, my God. (laughs) He'll just take care of it. You don't have to sniper about it. I could see the writers oh, meeting you know, oh a bunch gosh. of bros going, oh, come on, it's really funny. Think about how many things didn't make it to air that were said in that meeting. You had cup of noodle recently, Donna? I have not. You had ramen recently, Donna? I have not. Well, it must be nice. It is. Living your silver spoon life? Mm-hmm. Well, now they're making caffeinated ramen. I think maybe this is kind of an interesting idea. The The target market of uh, cup of noodles campaign isn't really like your typical breakfast crowd. They're They're going after hungry gamers who stay up late playing video games online. They even put the word gaming in the product name. It's called Gaming Cup Noodle. By the way, interestingly, it's not cup a noodle. It's just cup, cup noodle. Oh. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. No, they don't even have an O. It's not cup O noodle? It's just cup noodle. It's not like O possum? I don't <laughs> think so. Let me look at the... Are you sure it's not like a typo? Cup noodle. No. Isn't it cup o noodle? I thought it was, but it's just cup noodles. The original cup noodles. Oh my gosh. 
It's cup noodles. We put an O in because we felt uncomfortable. You're right. Wow. Well, anyway, there's a uh, black pepper and a garlic one and then a ginger curry version of gaming cup noodles. They're going to be selling them starting September 18th, but you can only get them in Japan for now. Not clear how much caffeine they're packing, but supposedly enough to give you a nice big energy boost and keep you alert. I thought, why aren't why aren't there more caffeinated foods instead of just drinks? That'd be nice if you sat down to lunch and had like a caffeinated chicken burger, you know? Yeah. Caffeinated yeah. fries. Sure. You don't want to put hot coffee in your body? You maybe don't want to do like a bang energy drink or one of those C4 sure. things? Yeah. So uh, hang on, guys. I'm going to have sweet potato uh, fries. With a double shot of yeah espresso baked into them or something. That's I think we should have more caffeinated. I think you're onto something. I like caffeine. Love caffeine. I know you do. I love feeling energized. That's one of my favorite feelings on earth. And I also love feeling very tired. Okay. As long as I am able to sleep, that is such a great feeling. What do you like more, feeling full of energy, or fully tired, knowing you're about to go to sleep? She's yawning. As I say oh, this. Wow, I wonder if that's like a subliminal message that you're sending mm. to me. <laughs> this segment brought to you by Z-Quill. I think I'd rather be alert and awake. Yeah. No, that's not the question, though. Okay. The question is, what feeling do you like more? Feeling full of energy or super tired and you know, oh, I can just lay down. I can super go energized. Full of energy. I don't know if I've ever seen you full of energy. <laughs> I call you sap lady. What? You always seem like you're sort of walking in sap. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's play a stupid game. Hey, Donna, Mike works on this game. It's called the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. We've been playing it on this show for almost six years. You can bet on Donna or you can bet on me. We don't know the topic. We'll all find out together. But if you'd like a chance to play, give us a call now. We will open the phone lines. 651 641 10 Seven one. We're gonna play games next. Okay. Okay. We're back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, everything entertainment, and it's time for our game. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. That's an old one. Yeah, that was. Wow. Strange. Hong Kong. Okay. Did you miss it, Donna? Yes. Oh, it said uh, hosted by DJ Rock Lobster. I don't know. It was the wrong one for some reason. Oh, no. Are we using Sabotage, do you think? Maybe. Uh, You know what? I'm using DJ Rock Lobster's on what we call our button bar. That explains it. Oh, that'll do it. My bad. I thought I was getting replaced, and I was like, no, this is the worst. Okay, here we go. College of Pop Culture (laughs) Knowledge, 94 wins for Steve, 87 for Donna. Now, I do want to let everyone know that today, the College of Pop Culture Knowledge is brought to you by Big Fat Bean. Why eat hundreds of little beans when you could have one big fat bean? (laughs) (laughs) Call back to the unfrozen caveman lawyer bits. There you go. They've got uh, a lot of these listed. They're fun. Uh, And today, actually, the uh, theme for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, it's neither rain nor snow day today. And what that means is it's celebrating the uh, first day that the U.S. Postal Service was established in New York. Oh, so that's a Love thing. It. We're doing post office in oh. pop culture. Oh, fun. Postal workers, post office in pop culture. And I believe Katie's on the line to play with us. Hey, Katie, how are you? Welcome to the show. 
Good morning. I'm good, guys. Thanks. Oh, great. Uh, you're on live with Donna and Steve. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Our question for you is, what are you going to do after you play this game, Katie? What's next in your day? Well, I have to work. So Crap. Just taking a little break to talk to you guys. Oh, you're so nice. Thank you. What line of work are you in? I'm in the medical field. Two days in a oh. row we've had medical people calling. We have a lot of medical Maybe people Maybe we should listen. ask our questions before we talk about, like, you know, Zupu. Yeah, we heard we're, we're going to get on this thing called Zupu, which is I'm like not doing it. some kind of an animal diuretic or something like that. Yeah, I don't think I would do that. Okay. The magnesium will work just fine. Okay. I heard mag- not magnesium citrate. I hear that's pretty aggressive. Somebody said magnesium glycinate would be a milder version. The glycinate is not going to make you poo. What's it going to do? Just, it's just going to... Everybody's a little bit deficient in magnesium. So Now, wait a minute, though. It, is the magnesium I think, citrate going right. to... Will I have to call off work if I do magnesium citrate? They say that's what you take prior to a colonoscopy. Yeah, it, it does kind of have a laxative effect. Thank you, doctor. Um, all right. Listen, this is nice. We have medical Not people. Not a help. doctor. <laughs> well, no, but you work in the medical field. You're more of a doctor than we are. But I guess for legal purposes, you have to say that. Um, you can now team up with Donna, who, as you noticed, was pretty distant during the pregame chatter <laughs> portion. Whatever. Or with Stevie Boy, the topic, postal workers in pop culture. Yikes. Um, I'm going to go with you, Steve. Okay. Thank you. This is great. Donna, good luck. Mike, I'm going to go back to my original microphone now. Okay, nah. sounds good. Katie, you are going to go on hold. Donna's going to work her way out of the studio again. We're playing the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, and it's all about uh, post office or postal workers in pop culture. Let's get it started. Has Donna left? She's gone. Yep. All right, let's get it going with this one again, Steve. You have a uh, seven-point lead right now right. with the score sitting uh, 94 to 87 here. We go. Let's get it started with this one. The King's 1962 film Girls, Girls, Girls featured this song about a man's repeated love letters to an ex. Don't know, pass. Never given a first name, Wayne Knight played this male character. The Oscar, this Oscar winner played the title role in 1997's The Postman, one of the biggest flops of the decade. I'm going to say Tom Hanks. I don't think that's right at all. Let's go back to number one. The King's 1962 film Girls, Girls, Girls featured this song about a man's repeated love letters to an ex. Dear John. Okay. Susie. All right. Lifeline. uh, Katie. Okay. Sounds good. We'll run through. Oh, my gosh. uh, We'll have Katie uh, rejoin Uh. the conversation. Uh, Katie, you back with us? I am. All right, let me read. Uh, or how'd you feel like Steve did? I I feel just like Steve. These oh. are terrible questions. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's right. Appreciate yeah. that. Let me uh, let let me run through here, and uh, we'll start with the first one. The King's 1962 film Girls, Girls, Girls features this song about a man's repeated love letters to an ex. No idea. No. All right. Never yeah. given a first name. Wayne Knight played this mail carrier on the show Seinfeld. He immediately answered Newman. Yes, Newman. And then finally, this Oscar winner played the title role in 1997's The Postman, one of the biggest flops of the decade. He said Tom Hanks. No, I feel like uh, I feel like it, 
for some reason, Jack Nicholson or John Hurt are coming to mind. Maybe Jack Nicholson. You want to go Jack Nicholson? You want to change that one? Okay. Yeah. You can, you're the player. You can change it. All right. Let's we'll go, go ahead you, and like bring hey, Donna. Donna back in here. All right. Here she comes, guys. This is an exciting part of the show. She's come back in. Hey, Donna. Welcome back in. Hey. Yeah. We're all talking about this. The, yeah. We got a story. Jimmy Fallon story that we're reading yeah, through right wow. now, which we'll get to shortly. Yes. You're going to want to listen to this. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? I don't Donna? know. I forgot the topic. The topic's uh, U.S. Postal Service or uh, U.S. Postal Workers in pop culture. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right. You ready to do it? I'm going to try. That's all we ask. The King's 1962 film Girls, Girls, Girls featured this song about a man's repeated love letters to an ex. Mm, no idea. Never given a first name, Wayne Knight played this mail carrier on the show Seinfeld. Newman. This Oscar winner played the title role in 1997's The Postman, one of the biggest flops of the decade. Oh, not The Postman Always Rings Twice? The Postman. The Postman was the name of the film. Year? 1997. Biggest flops of the decade. Oh, shoot. At I 10 don't, seconds. Um, I don't know. Michael Sheen. Anything you'd like repeated? The first one. The King's 1962 film Girls, Girls, Girls features this song about a man's repeated love letters to an ex. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. All right. Let's go through these answers here. We'll start things off with the second one because you both were very quick to answer Newman. And, of course, that's the right answer. Hello, Newman. Nicely done. Let's go to the first one. The King's 1962 film Girls, Girls, Girls featured this song about a man's repeated love letters to an ex. Can you think of any Elvis songs that might have to do with sending letters? Uh, Goodbye. Dear Maria. Good riddance. Dear John. Return to sender. Oh, yeah. Address unknown. Yes, Return to Sender was actually created for the film Girls, 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 and it's about a man's repeated love letter sent to an ex, and she keeps returning them back. Mm, Darn it. And finally, you were not the only two not to see this film. This Oscar winner played the title role in 1997's The Postman, one of the biggest flops of the decade. That was Kevin Costner. Oh, Kevin Costner was the was the postman. Right. It was a post apocalyptic uh, movie where he basically was taking a horse around get, delivering old mail, and because he was delivering this old mail, people were like, "Oh, the government's back together again," and he ended up becoming like a hero. At least that was the in- intended uh, result. Okay. The movie cost eighty seven million dollars to make, and it earned twenty. Holy oh, cow, it's like his water good. world, remember it that? Is, that was also a bad It one. was literally yeah. one of the biggest flops of the oh. 90s. But with that, Jeez. we head to the tiebreaker. Oh, no. And that means, uh, Katie, you're back on the line. Okay. Are ready. you ready to play? Okay, so at any point, if you guys think you know the answer, just yell out your name. I'll stop the question. You can answer. If you're right, you're going to get the, you're going to get the win. If you are wrong, your opponent gets to hear the rest of the question. Are you three ready? Yes. Ready. Use your name as your buzzer. Here we go. The first ever Motown number one hit was Please, Mr. Postman. It was recorded. Steve. Steve. Diana Ross and the Supremes. Incorrect. Let me continue to read the question. Everyone's still, or you two, other two are still in. Okay. Uh, the first ever number one Motown number one hit was Please, Mr. Postman, recorded by this all-female group, whose name sounds like they could be the next Disney Plus's superhero series. Oh, jeez. Katie. Katie. The Shirelles? Incorrect. Oh, Donna, you're going to have about five seconds, and I do have a backup tiebreaker. I thought uh, this might this happen. This is going to be the what year? Uh, it doesn't have a year. 
It's Pointer the, sisters. Unfortunately, that's incorrect. Oh. Uh, with, the, that, with the rest of that question, <laughs> were you able to come up with anything, Steve? No. Bananarama. Um, Donna. Okay. <laughs> they sound like they might be the next Disney Plus superhero series because their name is the Marvelettes. Oh, oh wow. Okay, Jeez, so this is tiebreaker number two. Wow. Again, uncharted territory here, Katie. That's right. Everyone buzz in or buzz in when you think you know it. Here we go. On this TV show, Doug Murray voiced Steve. Steve. Nikes, King of Queens. Incorrect. Son of a gun. Why Katie you do and that, Donna, Steve? here we go. On this TV show, Doug Murray voiced the mailbox heard here. Donna. Donna. Blues. Clues. That's correct. Blues Clues is right. You're the winner today, Donna. Yay, sorry, Katie. Don't be. I'm glad you won, Donna. Thank you. Katie, I'm sorry I dropped the ball for you. That was a poor showing. We'll get them next time. All right, you're my buddy. You got it. (laughs) Bye, Katie. Back to work for you. Bye. Bye. Great job, Donna. Thank you, Mike. Good job, Donna. Thank you, Steve. My lead is six now. 18 if you don't count the 12 charitable ones that happened during a recent charity Shh, drive. Okay, talk about sorry. That, but, um, my lead is six. 94.88 is where it sits. 94 to 88. Okay, all right, all right. I could get there. I could get there. You absolutely could, Donna. <sighs> People are saying to put Sprite in your... Let me do it again. Time <laughs> for a tip. Ding! People are saying to put tea bags in your Sprite. There's some TikTok thing that's going on where people, I think this came out of a Korean restaurant originally. They posted this in July, and now more people are catching on to it. TikTok has taken notice of it, but it has to do with getting like a 20-ounce bottle of Sprite. Okay. Take a swig or two. Okay. Put two tea bags into the bottle of Sprite. Okay. Flip it upside down, let it steep for about 20 minutes, and then in a separate glass, squeeze a little fresh lemon. Put some ice in and then pour the drink over it. Apparently, it's yummy. Really? Two what, any, tea bags in Sprite. Just a regular tea bag. You can, you can, you can use any kind of tea bag. All right, you don't but know I what think, you're talking uh, about. It's, right. No, the people Sorry. are doing it. They're putting, um, they're putting it in, and they they say that they that they love it. Okay. I saw the guy do it. It looks like it's a standard tea bag. Um, he's using, yeah, like Lipton black tea. Okay. And then just let it steep for 20 minutes, pour it over a little ice, a little lemon juice in there. Wonder what it tastes like. Is it like... Should we do it tomorrow? Who's going to pick up the supplies? I think I have tea. Do you have Sprite? Mm. I have Sprite. I have little baby cans. Okay. But you have to drink it because I can only drink diet Sprite. Okay. Thank you. Bring it in. Wow. Friday oh, wait, I don't have lemon. Almost... I have lemon oh. juice. Like We could use that. In the little lemon, the plastic lemon thing that I use as my pepper spray. Thank you. <laughs> Every time somebody knocks at the door, Donna has the lemon. plastic lemon in her hand. <laughs> what do you want, huh? We're just selling Becca. Girl Scout cookies, ma'am. Think <laughs> um, of them, yeah. How about this? When we come back, yeah, let's dig into this Jimmy Fallon thing a little bit. There's an article that's out in Rolling Stone. I'm trying You've to read, read up it, on right? it right now. Yeah, I'm okay. getting, getting through it. So we'll let you know how Jimmy Fallon is making head- headlines with a bunch of different staffers who are saying what it was really like to work on The Tonight Show. And a few interesting things I've read in this article that make you sort of 
scratch your head and raise an eyebrow regarding Jimmy Fallon's tenure at the Tonight Show. That when we come back. It's Don and Steve on my talk. Hey guys, it's Donna for Spire Credit Union, where they offer loans to borrow for pretty much any purpose. If you're looking to do a house project or an update, for example, or you maybe have a wedding to pay for, or even a vacation, definitely check with Spire Credit Union. Spire will get you a payment that works with your budget. I happen to be a member of Spire along with 155,000 other people, and that is because Spire's been in the business since 1934 and has been named Minnesota's best credit union by Forbes and also by the Star Tribune. It's Spire's Midwestern values that have pretty much driven a mission of giving back and focusing on people. It's uh, why, uh, you know, I I started going to Spire in the first place because they have such a great reputation. Also, free checking. You could find out everything you need to know at myspire.com. Spire is insured by NCUA and Equal Housing Opportunity Lender. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. All right, news has broken about a, an article in Rolling Stone magazine where the writer spoke to 16 current and former staffers of The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. And uh, Steve, you got through a lot of it, right? The yeah, article. I tried to speed read my way through the whole article. Um, so I'll give you sort of my, my bird's eye view. The the headline on Rolling Stone reads, Chaos, Comedy, and Crying Rooms Inside Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show. Um, it's interesting. There, there seems to be a, a few different patterns through this, which is largely centered on staffers saying that they didn't know what Jimmy was going to show up to work. Was it going to be happy-go-lucky, joyful Jimmy, Mm. who we see the persona on camera? Or was it going to be unpredictable, harsh, ready to sort of fly off uh, the rails Jimmy? As you continue to read the article, there are... There had been an article, I think back in 2016, they said questioning if Jimmy uh, was uh, abusing alcohol and if that was impacting his performance on The Tonight Show. Uh, there are some folks here who are talking about times when they say that they you know, could smell alcohol on his breath during the workday. They're in an elevator with him and could uh-huh. smell alcohol. It seemed like he was hungover. Mm. There was a time at a taping where he uh, just seemed like out of it. And then he looks down, scratches out some of his own lines on a piece of paper, jokes, looks up, starts chatting with the audience again, goes back down to his paper, and I guess then questions like, who crossed off this joke? And then they were like, someone there and someone who was watching on the in-house feed, which you can do from offices, were like, oh my gosh, he doesn't even remember that he did that. And that person, I believe, was went on to say, like, I was sitting there thinking, is this how this ends? Is this how this show crumbles from under them? There's also another bit, and it's a a long article, so I don't have this all queued up right now, but there was a bit where I guess, you know, they don't tape these shows live. They, They tape them, and then they edit them for time. And why that matters is apparently there was a time that Jerry Seinfeld was a, uh, was a guest. So Mm -hmm. Seinfeld's already out there sitting with Jimmy. Allegedly, the person holding the cue card for Jimmy didn't have it the way that Jimmy liked. And I guess Jimmy like stops in the middle of their taping. Seinfeld is there. 
stops and scolds this person. Oh, no. And they say that Jerry Seinfeld then, in an attempt to sort of diffuse the situation, said to Jimmy, almost in a joking way, but also serious, like, you should apologize to him. Like, he tried to call him out. Like, we got to address it. We can't just walk past this. Like, this didn't happen. They say, no, obviously that version of it did not make the, the final cut. Um, of the show, but I thought that was an interesting thing to have Jimmy doing that there. There are some of these staffers who have submitted some pictures of notes where Jimmy was in a bad mood. His notes for them would be just, you know, very critical and not like corrective. Uh, what's not the word? Constructive, constructive criticism. It, That's it's what I'm more at. like you're an idiot, right? Like- yes. Yeah. Um, by the way, that person said that, that uh, Seinfeld moment. Seinfeld did not respond for comment, by the way. Mm. But they said this was one of the strangest moments ever. And so many people were there. So it's kind of hard to forget. Like everybody knows about the Seinfeld moment. Also, the, the the staffers had an inside term, which was they would just walk past each other and say, we're up against it. That was code for Jimmy's in a bad mood today. Oh, my God. And they said, like, if he was really happy, then it's great. But otherwise, if he was in one of his bad moods, he said people weren't joking around with each other backstage. You wouldn't dare just be caught, you know, leaning against the wall near the water cooler or anything like that, because then it was like this. This wasn't going to work out. Um, They say when something was wrong, we all knew how to behave afterward, which was just sort of avoid eye contact. Don't make another mistake. It would happen over the smallest thing. We would have to shut the whole thing down. The sketch isn't happening. And when things like that would happen. You would just beat yourself up. They say that he would scold crew members um, at times. He would write these notes like, you know, something along the lines of, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? Like, maybe you should get checked out. Somebody like writing a joke idea. Then he would write back, I guess, another note where he was like, ugh, this is so lame. Are you sure you're okay? You know, just kind of like mean-spirited yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Also, the show has had like a really high turnover in upper-level staff. Showrunners, they've had many. They've had nine in nine years. And they're even being accused of being horrible bullies. Some, Yes, yeah, some of them are as well. In a similar way that we heard these things out of the Ellen show, mm-hmm. right? It was her, uh, and then it was also senior staffers. Who were perhaps doing something. I want to read you something interesting um, from this article regarding who Rolling Stone reached out to. Let me see if I can find this. And while you're doing that, also, the accusations are that NBC is well aware of all of this. You know, and that's a problem. Um, Okay, hang on one second here. And also, you have to, you know, on the one hand, you have to understand this, the stakes are really high. When you're doing a show of that caliber, I could see where it's intense and it would be like you want to you want the best of the best. There were some people who were on staff when it was late night with Jimmy who came over to the Tonight Show and they noticed that shift of like there's more pressure now. Right. And the vibe ain't quite what it was before. Here's what Rolling Stone says in this article regarding the, the workplace culture at the Tonight Show. Rolling Stone contacted more than 50 Tonight Show employees past and present during the reporting for this story. After reaching out to representatives for Fallon and NBC, Rolling Stone reached out to an additional 30 current and former staffers. Now listen to this. While many of them praised Fallon's immense talent and comedic gifts, not a single one agreed to speak on the record or had positive things to say about working on The Tonight Show. 
Nor would any of the program's nine showrunners since 2014 comment about the program's namesake on the record. They wouldn't even give statements of support, as is common in the entertainment industry. Um, yeah, this is this is gonna be. Here's what NBC says. Um, I'll read the, another paragraph from the Rolling Stone article. Uh, representatives for Fallon would not comment on the record for this story in a statement. And a spokesman for NBC defended the program, but notably did not mention Fallon himself. We are incredibly proud of the Tonight Show and providing a respectful working environment is a top priority. The spokesperson said. As in any workplace, we've had employees raise issues. Those have been investigated and action has been taken where appropriate. As is always the case, we encourage employees who feel they've experienced or observed behavior inconsistent with our policies to report their concerns so that we might address them accordingly. Um, Yeah, the whistleblowers are basically saying they found no recourse with human resources. So now the question will be, obviously this, this story will continue to unfold yep. as this will be across yep. entertainment shows and stuff like that tonight. We'll talk about it more today on my talk, but the question of strike force five, the podcast that was started by the five current late night hosts and is, has at least 12 episodes. If all of them have not already been recorded, will Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, John Oliver, Jimmy Fallon, and who's the other one I'm forgetting. Mm. Will they bring it up? Is the question? Will they talk with Jimmy about this? Or article will Jimmy on take the, the day off, you know, or take some time away? Makes you wonder. So, yeah. anyway, uh, the story is up on RollingStone.com. Um, Seth Myers. Seth, Seth Myers, Myers thank you. About. Thank All right, you. Dirt Alert coming up next.